Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And we're very thrilled to be joined now by Deseret News editor Doug Wilkes uh, joining us in the studio. Doug, thanks for joining us. See you, Boyd. Really good to see you. Uh, so we're going to have a, a little different conversation today. Often we uh, debate and talk about the uh, the critical geopolitical news of the day and what's going on in the world. And, and now we've got something really important to talk about. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, and it is the BYU Cougar women cross-country team did it all. We always talk about the need to have heroes, the need to have victories and things that unite us. And the women's cross-country team did it on monday they took the national championship you know sometimes we have an event like march madness that we we all tune into but i think the reason we really need champions and heroes is to see how they got there and i I write about that in my column inside the newsroom um, in the desert news this week but that's what fascinates me because they put in so much time so much effort seemingly without the promise of any glory yeah. So, um, what are the lessons you can learn from doing that? And that's what we explore. Yeah, and I and I love that. It's and for the, I think for the cross country team, it wasn't just uh, whether or not they would get a, a chance to win, but whether they would even get a chance to compete. And uh, we we just uh, played an excerpt from my interview with uh, Coach Mark Pope, uh, who went down a very similar line. He talked about uh, that we that his team would not bow to ready-made excuses and talked about how in the summer, you know, getting those guys in the weight room and making sure they were doing all their reps without the promise of a season or a single game or anything else. And I know the women's cross country team uh, took that same philosophy uh, into their preparations all the way through the pandemic. You know, it's really interesting. Um, Flow track does, uh, it goes to different schools and, and looks at their training and there's some great things on YouTube, uh, like from 2019, where they've come to BYU and you see the women's cross-country team. And uh, Diljeet Taylor is their their coach. And they're going through these grueling, grueling workouts. And it's hot. And they're just in that field west of Cougar Stadium. And to see the dedication um, and the women who are there maybe don't have the the, the victory spoils that came this year. Mm. And some, you're right, they missed out totally on um, competition last year. But the dedication and work slowly but surely, you know, you build and you create a team culture and then the team wins. And and that's why we need those heroes, because it's not just the person who gets the crown. It's the people running with them years before who yeah. didn't get the chance. Yeah, that's right. And those that don't show up in the box score or in the in the final results as well. Uh, you mentioned that idea of culture, uh, Doug. I, uh, I have always been someone who believes whether it's a business, an organization or a community uh, that culture each strategy for breakfast. Uh, culture really drives. And I think one of the things that uh, Coach Diljeet Taylor at BYU's uh, Women Cross Country 
uh, is this idea that they they would work while everyone else was waiting to see what the pandemic would do or to see what the NCAA would do. Uh, they were working uh, in a culture, uh, not waiting uh, for someone to say, OK, now you can compete. Now you can prepare. Yeah, they even had a they had a, a slogan, win the weight. Right, win the weight. Just Love that. do the work that you need to do. Courtney Wayment in the uh, uh, indoor track and field won the individual three thousand meters. The starting line, she says, "I'm going to win this thing." Um, she anchored the award-winning uh, medley relay team, the distance yeah. medley relay team, for the first time for BYU. I mean, they had a remarkable, remarkable uh, few days, and we haven't even mentioned Connor Mance, the BYU right. men's cross country champion. So. Yeah, it was a shining moment, uh, not in a March Madness way, but for BYU's uh, runners. Yeah, and often those uh, the, the March Madness is the most wonderful time of the year. We we even have the music for that. Uh, but this cross country victory, uh, both women and men, uh, the things that they achieved this year were were really extraordinary. Uh, and so let's dig down just a little bit. Uh, you, you mentioned at the outset, Doug, uh, that we have a, a need for this to to one see how they did it. Um, and then to glean some of those lessons for our own organizations, for our own communities, our own families, our own individual lives. Uh, I know you were all caught up in this on, on Monday. Uh, you were all in. Oh, you yeah. were watching it. You I were it. absorbing it. You were talking about it. Uh, what did it do for you, uh, this Monday event uh, that was really the culmination of so many other things, of, of winning, not waiting? Well, it becomes this remarkable analogy. I mean, I think of Dr. Angela Dunn and – while people are trying to figure out what Netflix they want to binge on because they're stuck in their living room in a quarantine, she's working day and night to try and solve this. How can I do, what can I do? The governor, you know, Governor Herbert, now Governor Cox, trying to figure out what do I do? You have so many people winning the wait. Why, yeah. What's the wait? The wait for a vaccine. Well, how do we win before we get the vaccine? Now with the vaccine, what's the strategy to mm. get the victory? And, boy, there are unsung heroes running those laps that are never going to find that finish line. But if we collectively as society can do that, mm. you know, and look to these champions, yeah. like, wow, what what inspired them to be doing lap after lap after lap, not knowing even if they can compete, how difficult, but they mm. were willing to put in the time and then, yeah. They got to taste victory. Yeah, love that. Uh, I encourage everyone to check out uh, Inside the Newsroom with Doug Wilkes. Uh, his piece will be up later today on Deseret.com. We'll also put that on our Facebook page so you can access and, and read that. Uh, and before I let you go, Doug, uh, I don't very often get to be the journalist and ask you hard questions. Uh, but we've been having this conversation. Uh, I got asked this question the other day. Uh, we, we talk about the fingerprint business. And uh, someone actually asked me the question. Uh, whose fingerprints are on your life? And I love that question. And so I don't get to ask you hard questions very often. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Just give me one person whose fingerprints are on your life. Christiana Wilkes, my wife. It's just, um, um, it's the most amazing relationship. And uh, it's born from um, uh, struggling together. Mm. Uh, my first journalist salary was two hundred twenty dollars a week, you know. And you you invest. I mean, yeah. there's applications to the the champions we watch. Right. You put in the time. You keep going. You stick to a value. But overwhelmingly, uh, uh, Christiana and 
you know, my mother who sacrificed a lot as well. I mean, these aren't unique answers, right? But if you're asking me the question, that's who it is. Yeah, fantastic. We're going to continue that conversation in our final segment. Uh, A lot of you have been chiming in with whose fingerprints are on your lives. Uh, And it's the fingerprinters out there that really move the country, that move our communities and and make a difference for so many of us. Uh, Doug, appreciate your fingerprints uh, on our community, not just on this building. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, All right. Uh, Doug Wilkes joining us from the Deseret News. It's a great piece. Uh, The Need for Champions, the many lessons that are in there. Uh, And again, big kudos to BYU's women cross country team. Uh, They won the weight because they made it happen uh, with a culture, uh, with a commitment that was truly extraordinary. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will keep talking about those who are winning in the fingerprint business. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 